Today on Go Nomad, we meet a travel writer and digital nomad who describes her life living in 21 different NBs in two countries in an article on Go Nomad. Renee Chizio chronicled her year of living on the road for 15 months. She wrote that Airbnbs are great places for weekend or week-long getaways, but more and more digital nomads are setting up stays of one month two months, or even three months to turn a short trip into a short-term living situation. I too am planning to join this trend and I hope to get a chance to spend a whole month in Spain next year instead of going over for a week or a few days. One of the things Renee realized after moving between hotels or camping and then going to an Airbnb is that the latter always allowed her to take part in the local culture in a way that tourists who come and stay in a resort don't. She saw firsthand the difference between hotel life and that of a local, and the locals' lives are honestly much harder. Quote, I had to barter my way with my shaky Spanish, navigate the bus system, find the best local beach, learn how to get my clothes washed, which is all easier said than done. After seven weeks of living in a hotel with an English-speaking staff, on-site restaurants, laundry service, and private beaches, it made hotel living seem like a dream. But in the end, the Airbnb was much more rewarding than just dropping into some new place and the chance to soak up a whole new life and culture made it really worth the hassles. Renee is no shill for Airbnb. And as we all know, there are many other rental options such as VRBO, HomeAway, Booking.com and others, but she cites several reasons why she stuck with the industry leader, Airbnb. It's the ease of using the Airbnb app, the volume of rentals around the world, more than 6 million in 2022, and the prices were always the best. One thing she noticed is that for monthly rentals, Airbnb prices go way down and really do make a long extended stay pretty feasible. Renee set up her year-long travel by arranging the monthly Airbnb stays all in advance. She also liked that as a single woman, the hosts in her ABs were aware of her location. She liked the idea that in many cases, the Airbnb owner will be nearby. She also liked how the Airbnb app lets her filter possible rentals for things that really matter to her, Wi-Fi, parking, dedicated workspace, and other nomad-friendly or unique options. She also took advantage of the Airbnb Experiences tab in the app that provides many interesting and fun activities, classes, excursions, tastings in the same city. It's a fun way to meet people and do things. Renee said that during her 15 months as a nomad, she was concerned about safety when she was traveling solo. Once when she was camping alone in her van in an isolated spot, a man made her feel uncomfortable, enough to leave. She prefers getting an Airbnb in a carriage house, a garage apartment, a cabin, or mother-in-law suites, so the hosts are usually on site. She said, I typically like having someone within shouting distance, Renee wrote, but they're more expensive, but if I ever have an injury or an accident, it's nice having someone right there. She continued, on the flip side, being a single gal, sometimes the hosts want to befriend me, or they feel I must be lonely. Depending on the type of person you are, it's a pro or a con. But if you're a loner like me, dodging invitations can be tricky when you're sharing the same property. Hosts have invited me to dinners and activities at many of my Airbnbs. I don't dodge them all. I've made a few great connections and still keep in touch with a few of them. Some hosts were generous during her stay, not only offering her dinner, but eggs from the hen house, a fish caught that day, apricots picked from a tree in the yard, flowers from their garden, fresh baked bread, raspberries, and even avocados still warm from the sun. And she's pet or admired so many of the host's dogs, cats, bunnies, ducks, goats, deer, and even one armadillo. 
You just don't get that by staying by yourself in a van or anywhere else. Over the course of the 15 months Renee stayed in Airbnbs, she did have her share of difficulties, she wrote. Two weeks into my four-week stay, thousands of silkworms invaded my San Antonio, Texas cabin. It was so bad I was sweeping off the cabin in piles by the hour. The bathroom was in a separate unit, so I had to walk through trees filled with them day and night. I left, and the host, who said it was the worst she'd ever seen, refunded me within the week. Still, it left me without a place to stay for two weeks. Then there is the difficulties any renter faces, trying to coordinate with the owner about the key, and deciphering directions on how to get in, and how to work the heating and cooling, and my personal pet peeve, which way the hot and the cold shower works. Renee wrote, Once, I didn't have plumbing for three days while they repaired a well. That was awful. These things happen when you're staying in an individual's homes. Unlike hotels, they don't have another place to put you up, and you can get stuck living with whatever happens or the inconvenience and the cost of changing plans. Luckily, bad things are rare. Renee sums up her ongoing Airbnb experiences. The great thing about Airbnb is it's everywhere that people are, and it's always going to be an experience to remember.